Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey guys, before we start, we wanted to make a statement concerning the most recent SI.com article pertaining to the Mavericks front office controversy. It's been a conflicting week as a Mavs fan. The resurfaced controversy of sexual harassment in the most recent public accusation has made it difficult to root for the Mavs right now. The Mavericks' lack of oversight, or at best, willful ignorance, to possibly allow this awful behavior to continue is an absolute disgrace, and it is infuriating. Each and every one of us at MFFLs.com and Hoops and Hefeweizen's podcasts love and adore our Mavericks. The Mavs have been the subject of many of our fondest memories with our friends and our families. The Mavs are the reason we do this pod. They're the reason that we watch basketball. But this is bigger than basketball. This is more important than basketball. The behavior the Mavericks organization may have tolerated is absolutely disgusting, and it needs to be addressed quickly and harshly. We're excited to talk about our players and coaches, who so far seem to be clear from any wrongdoing or participating in this toxic work culture. We're still Mavs fans for life, and we're excited about the restart of the NBA and the playoffs in general. But this cannot be swept under the rug or continue to be business as usual, when our team needs to be held accountable. Thanks for hearing us out. Now back to the pod. Coming in faster than a Kyle Anderson crossover, it's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. With me today are my fellow Mavs fans for life. We got somebody that is 100 followers richer. We have at Reddit Mavs, Ruben. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, we're getting better every day. Specifically, we get to talk some Mavs basketball, lurking in the shadows and eagerly waiting to make a left turn. We have at Edmund the Slayer. Grant, how are you, sir? I'm good. Going to make left turns today about 1.30. He's got to go fast. All right. And with us today, we have our editor-in-chief, a real American, a real hero, a real human being, Bryce Patrick. At Bryce Patrick, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. Man, what an intro. Hey, man. Wow. I'm- Hey, listen, I am running on what is just cold brew and cold brew. My heart is a human (laughs) drum solo right now. It is just, let's get this going, guys. Uh, First thing, we had a couple of scrimmages that we didn't cover. I'd like to do a quick recap. They happened. Okay, now let's go to the regular season. It's the start of the season. We're finally everybody. here. Oh, let's thank go. God. You know, absolutely fantastic. I can't wait for the Mavs season opener this today on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the Rockets really sucked. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I will say. Yeah, I'm so glad the Mavericks didn't choke against <laughs> a Houston team that infuriates every traditional basketball theorist. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we have to talk about it because unfortunately, I didn't uh, want to, but we were here to do this. So. The yep, the Dallas Mavericks uh, fell short uh, to the uh, everyone's favorite team to talk about when they feel like talking about statistics. Uh, the Houston Rockets, and and also known better known as the Pustin Rockets. The Pustin Rockets. Mm. Ooh, oh, I like, that's a good one. Yeah, I I am. 
I, I have some good friends that live in Houston, and I've met some really kind people from Houston. But damn, is that my least favorite city in Texas. I just don't like anything from it. There's some redeeming qualities, but we're not going to talk about that here. This is a Mavs fan podcast. Right. Let's do this. All right. So uh, big takeaways. We got Trey Burks on parade. He went off that dude didn't look like he was going to miss and i think he only missed one three-pointer so he is two. living up it to his day eight, he missed eight two. for ten eight for ten i'm sorry which yeah, is nuts absolutely insane that is some 2k numbers uh he i'm looking forward to the trey burke cover of 2k uh and uh 2k 22 i'm really excited about it bubble edition bubble edition yeah absolutely uh there's definitely got to be like a card or something that's going to happen in 2k like he's, he's absolutely He's on fire. Um, so uh, all for not, unfortunately, like this would have easily been like, this is the Trey Burke game. Holy hell. Did we just like gain a six, you know, our, a true six man? Because to me, man, uh, my favorite types of bench players are the uh, guards that have the hilarious irrational confidence that always think they're open. Um, but if he's, you know, nailing like Jordan shots, Clarkson. like there's Jordan this, Clarkson, <laughs> there's this tweet from uh, Robert, Robbie Calland, who writes for uh, up rocks, I think. And he tweeted it like years and years ago. It was like, quote, it's Jordan Clarkson time from <laughs> Jordan Clarkson. And he'll just retweet it like all the time. It's so perfect. Oh, like I've said probably on the pod before, my favorite six man of all time is Nick Van Exel. I think he's just like, that's when I think of like what I want out of a bench player, I just want a guy that is just going to, that thinks whatever shot he's taking is the best shot. And he just knows it's going in regardless if it does um, that it's kind of why I liked Nick young. <laughs> I know he, but you know, he obviously didn't produce in the same fashion, but uh Good on you, Trey Burke. Uh, do it again. You know what? Ball don't Please. lie. Let's see. Make I'm just, you know, I'm just worried because like not everybody understands. Like, oh fuck, he can shoot now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. You know, I'm just worried about how defenses are gonna, you know, react. Because especially right now, like we only have like eight games to play. Well, now seven, but you know, like things could be a little bit more reactionary mm-hmm. because there's this much time to like make this much ground. Like teams that we're playing against who are fighting for a playoff spot, like the Suns, somehow. You know, they're going to be trying to devise, you know, schemes against, like, our hot players. And obviously Trey has been fucking fire, you know, red hot, so. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the opposite of red hot, uh, Seth Curry, uh, you know, for a guy that was just lighting it on fire throughout all the scrimmages, uh, dude did not have a great game. That was fairly disappointing. Uh, specific. I don't know what voodoo curse has finally come across the bubble into the Dallas Mavericks uh, locker room uh, that has uh, cursed their free throw shooting more than anything. Um, I don't know if that's prep. I don't know if that's concentration. Um, Perhaps the cyber crowd is getting too loud. Um, I don't know who gave the cyber crowd the little noodles to distract the Mavericks uh, during their free throw games or their free throw attempts. Um, But yeah, that's clearly something they need to work on. Late game situations have been a struggle all season and as much as i want to be like oh it's a young team it's like yeah but they're young and good <laughs> like that's something that we need to get better at um and Luca just needs to become a better shooter like that's like yeah. that's what it comes down to like he he was one of nine from three the only shot he made was the step back right in james harden's face which was nice 
But I think that might have been his first three that he took. And then if he went 0 for 8 after that. But he de- he definitely didn't make another one after that. And he was 5 and for the line. And he's had free throw struggles. For a guy who's going to make his money on being on the stripe, you got to make your free throws if you like earn them. Like It doesn't do you any good to get to the line and then like miss. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, dude shot 11 for 27. I mean, 40% is pretty good, but like on that volume of shots, you know, like mm-hmm. especially when you had Kristaps, you know, who shot about the same, but shot exactly half of his shots, man. Like Kristaps had it this game and it's just, it's frustrating. Like I don't know what the hell happened on that last play, um, you know, because early on those last two minutes of, of um, those last two minutes of, regular time of uh, regulation time they were uh you know going to Kristaps like you know Luca was actually passing the ball like not trying to play hero ball and then like it just all crumbled um real quick like I will say I will say something that I I didn't realize would be an advantage and I think it's something that small ball offers that I didn't think of we think of like bigs are like all right cool these guys are bigger they're taller they're gonna rebound better and i think the robert covington tip in shows that sometimes innovation or sometimes uh uh being uh strategically deviant can be a, a real advantage because really he just snuck around maxi like mac or uh, maxi should have boxed out three Mac- people for how big big he is. Max is also not great at boxing out. Right. And it's like, well, what's the point of being seven foot and being a big My if question- you can't box out a, a, a small forward for a winning tip in, or the tip in that ultimately led into overtime and ultimately the loss? My question is, why is Boban not in there? Like, right. You've literally was, got yeah. like a timeout or whatever. Like all you have to do is like get that rebound. Like right. if they make the shot, fine. If they miss the shot, you get the rebound. Like the, that's the only scenario that you can like not it's get like, it. It's like between KP and Boban being like right there. Like they could have boxed out all five. Of... They literally could have just like palm, palmed yeah. it like from the rim, like Boban does. Like how we saw him have that uh that alley oop <laughs> early in the game where <laughs> Luca Luca intentionally missed the three. To get the assist. Intentionally airballed a three to get yeah, the assist. Intentionally airballed a three to get the assist. Like, it's great. You know? like so I mean, we do have... Uh, speaking of Robert Covington, um, you know, he hit that that uh, that dagger shot uh, from three in overtime. You know how what he was shooting on threes before that? No idea. Oh, no. Oh, of eight. That was his one three-pointer made. <laughs> just a positive regression. It's just, he was, well, eventually he was, something will go in. He was 4 of 14 for the night. His, he two, Half of his shots that he made were the dagger three in overtime that sealed it and the tip in. Like, uh, that's half of his 14 <laughs> shots. Only two uh, makes. So, Bryce, I don't know if it's going to make you feel better, but that, uh, that three you were talking about was Luca's first basket. <laughs> And it, it, came, it came 7.35 in the first quarter, and he didn't hit another three uh, after that. And that's he, our research one guy. one two at the time. This is our research guy talking. So well, This is why yeah. we keep him in the shadows, so he has more time to play on his computer. And yeah. Speaking of it. free throw struggles, freaking Russell Westbrook was four of eight from the free throw line. Yeah. Russell, man, and that, 13 that of, sense. Okay, 
he was one of three from three, which that's honestly a good shooting percentage for him. He was 13 of 30 from the field <laughs> of 30. Bro, he shot so many like mid range shots. And I was like, it's oh not my going. gosh. Like, he's, <laughs> but he's so good, guys. He's like, he's he, a- he actually is normally really good at like the mid range shot when they were just like giving it to him. I think that like got in his head, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, dude. It's just what happens when the Mavs play one of the best centers in the league. <laughs> and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> He's the. <laughs> the stats man and then of course of course harden we know harden as of right now like he's the one of the best free throw shooters like in the league obviously like shot 18 he gets practice that's for certain i'm for real you know he's had 21 attempts you know eventually luca will be there and luca will hopefully hit a similar clip and when he does i will forget all the harden slander i had Uh, for years and years oh i (laughs) won't like it it's funny like there's it's like it's it's dicey because some people want to like frame it as like oh why are you like in favor of like Luca getting to the free throw line and doing all this stuff to like draw fouls but not Harden is it because Luca's white I'm like no it's because I hate Houston right well I I'm gonna start calling uh start I'm still gonna start calling James Harden duck hunt because he is just hunting for fouls this whole time <laughs> just and, and and it's just for me his shooting like. The dude, I mean, he's obviously an amazing talent, but they they did a great little feature on Sports Center where basically they show his shot when he is wide open and like he has like like two feet from where he started his jump to where they go, but anytime it is contested, he jumps like four feet ahead of time, and it's just like all right, it's one thing to like give a guy enough space to hit the shot; it's another thing where this person is no longer attempting to make a shot. He's just trying to draw a three point foul. And it's just like, if there's one thing that NBA can improve on is stoppage of time, foul calls and free throws, like free throw attempts to me is just like, as much as that's very much a part of the game, like the more we can limit that, the better, because as far as an NBA fan, um, I, I that's something I do appreciate actually about the NBA is for the most part, they're not calling the ticky tack fouls. Like they're not calling traveling or double dribble all that frequently Just because like, James Harden. well, sure. But th- what's funny is like, because of just certain handling, they realize like, Hey, maybe this might be against the rules, but ultimately it doesn't take away from our product or the excitement of the game, as opposed to the NFL where like, Hey, this guy was holding on the opposite side of the field that didn't impact the play. Let's restart everything, give them 10 yards back. Like, and it just stops everything. And it's just, it's because if there's anything fans love is a bureaucratic enforcement of the rules. Like that's what gets us excited. Um, So James Harden plays that game, and I'm tired of it. And uh, you know what? Pick a haircut, bud. <laughs> Man, I was so surprised when they called that fucking palming call against us. Right. Like, that has been, like, in my brain since I saw it. I was like... But the, the blocking... Fa- there was, like, no, no blocking... Fa- like, oh. palming the ball. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was so stupid. There was... I was sorry, like, your I audio think... cut out because my internet was being weird. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I ever, I've ever seen that ever be called it's like just called on luca i was like what the hell is going i don't know man there was two palmings tim hardaway yeah 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 Yeah, no there was one uh there was one there was a lot of fouls that james harden's get gets that they were bs but there was one really egregious one i forgot who it was that was taking a charge um i think it was uh i I know what you're talking about yeah it was it was was so right 
Yeah, yeah, it was so egregious. Like, DeLon Wright's really good at drawing charges, but, like, they didn't challenge it at all. They didn't use their challenge at all. And I'm like, come on, like, you got to use it for that. Like, you know that he didn't get all of these fouls. Like, just just for once. And it would have been a foul, another foul on James Harden, and that would have been – I don't think That's it was at that point it would have been six, but it would have been, like, another – it would have been, like, four fouls in the first, like, quarter or something because he was racking them up real quick. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to say about this game? This game that shouldn't have happened the way it did. Um, make your dang free throws um, and just don't we're, suck at the clutch. We're going to start a GoFundMe to get Grant and I as the new free throw coaches for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, <laughs> we are the uh, we're, we're basically like basketball. Like if it doesn't require running or jumping, we're pretty good at basketball. All right, so. uh, speak for yourself. Listen, I, I, running or jumping i mean I, jumping yes i can i can run okay okay uh, sh- uh he is at edmund the slayer shout him out tell him to you know put some vids of his 40 time we'll see what we can do yeah. all right hey guys this is ruben again um you know there's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betterline.ag you know it's great because the sports world is slowing to come back right especially with the nba um, and that's great for us because we are an NBA podcast and more specifically a Dallas Mavericks podcast. Um, but that's not all though. Like at betonline.ag, they have UFC, they have boxing, they have NASCAR, which I know Grant is super excited about. And they have international soccer, meaning Bundesliga and EPL happening um, as of right now. And BetOnline has the best odds and lines for these upcoming games and matches. And if you need more, BetOnline, they do simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC games and matches uh, happening live every day. Um, and that's mostly for, like, devout, devout gamblers who, you know, that's something they can check out. Um, and it's cool because BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and they have the best props in the business. So you can visit BetOnline.ag on your computer, on your tablet, or on your phone, especially while you're listening to this podcast. And if you join now, you can receive a welcome bonus. Um, So remember, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Cool. Uh, All right. So we got uh, tonight, we have the Phoenix Suns, which should not be, which shouldn't be a challenge, but uh, who knows? Oh, no, Uh, you jinxed it. I know it's it. I guess it should, shouldn't be. Yeah, I'm, I'm knocking on all the wood. Typically speaking, with the Phoenix Suns, we normally don't have to worry about clutch time minutes uh, because we're usually up by a significant margin. But hell, we're down. We're by that down. down. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the Suns, have, the Suns have given the Mavs problems without cause for like years, and it makes me so mad. Like no team pisses me off more than the Suns. Like that opening day, like Luca's first game, right. the loss to the Suns. I was just like. You kidding me, guys? Like, really? You're gonna do this, Lucas' first game, but then yeah. they keep doing it, and they almost lost to the Suns in Dirk's last home game. And I was like, "Don't you freaking dare!" Right. Let Jamal Crawford, the Jamal Crawford, fifty burger, <laughs> ruin this night. <laughs> yeah, I will. Say, I will say that uh, Phoenix consistently has the nobody believes in us because. Most people shouldn't, but they, they, that <laughs> is, earned. that is an un or an irrefutable inspiration that happens in sports all the time. It's just like a team that's just underestimated. Yeah. Um, 
like I'm reminded of like what was it? There was like a Bills game at one point. Sorry to throw this to football again, but like they were they were uh, betting line of them was like they were supposed to lose by three touchdowns. They ended up winning by four, um, and it was just like the biggest uh, biggest betting swing of all time. And uh, that's kind of how I think of the Phoenix Suns. They're they're the Buffalo the Bills, Buffalo Bills uh, of the uh, of the league. Uh, occasionally good, but I can't place why. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, hopefully we can get some uh, free throw shooting uh, corrected. Uh, I Knowing Rick Carlisle, I bet that's the only thing they did. I bet that we just drilled mm. through that. Um, or like clutch I, time, just like clutch time scenarios or sure. whatever. Like, Just getting used to it, man. Yeah. Totally. Uh, we've got some Dallas Wings action. I am excited. You know, I haven't really followed WNBA until really now I'm getting, I'm super new to it. Uh, but I will say seeing successful entry passes has been just, Oh God. Like it's just like seeing good passing, seeing like good ball movement. Uh, I will say like, it is, it is fundamental hell heaven for me when I'm watching WNBA. So uh, Bryce, you've covered the wings uh, either casually or, uh, you've written an article or so, if I'm not mistaken. So, who who are, who are some players that we should look out for uh, uh, on the Dallas Wings? So, uh, the main person to watch is Satu Sabali, who is a she's positionless. She's literally like positionless. I don't know how to. She plays power forward slash small forward, but can literally play any position on a basketball court. Um, she does like literally everything, like defensively. She's extremely versatile. She's got rim protection. She's um, quick, like, side to side, so she can cover, like, the faster guards and um, people like that. Um, she's really good locking down the post. Um, she handles the ball really well. Has not shot well from three this season. I think she's one of, like, nine or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a great start. But also, Arike Ogunbowale is probably the Wings' best player. She was literally a walking bucket last year and should have won Rookie of the Year definitely going to be bitter about that for a long long time um but she like all you need to know about her is she gets buckets like she makes bad shots she makes mid-range shots on the run step back shots like she's very quick to the rim um not super great defensively and like is much better shooting guard role which last year she was playing a lot of point guard because skylar diggins smith was out for the majority of the season Mm -hmm. um but now mariah jefferson's here mariah is a uh Dallas native. She was the main piece in the Liz Cambage trade. Um, so she is a absolute rocket to the rim. She's just so quick, um, really good offensively at getting into the paint. Um, think like prime, like JJ Barea is, is kind of that shares that similarity of just like always going to get to the rim um, and a really good distributor as well. Um, Absolutely. I've seen some of the highlights where I'm just like, Jesus, that is splitting an offense. It's just like it just looks like a regular drive. It's just like, oh, she's at the rim already. Like, yeah, she's so fast. And the Wings have three rookies. They have three top seven, three of the top seven picks in this year's draft. Uh, Sabali was number two. She was also Oregon teammates with uh, Sabrina Ionescu. Um, cool. Who um, is probably going to be out for a month. Um, they played against each other for the first time ever. It was a really sweet moment the WNBA shared of like them like hugging after the game. Uh, the Wings won, by the way, by 13, so it sure. wasn't super close. Um, but the best game Satu's had was against the Fever in a very big comeback win. Sabali had 23 points, 
which is the most for any wing this season. She also had 17 boards. Holy hell. Was, Holy shit. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> nuts. She went, she went off. She's a block and a steal, I think, in every single game um, and is averaging like three assists um, or maybe 2.5. Um, but she's a really good passer as well. She can run the pick and roll um, as someone who's 6'4", which is, um, which is about like some power forward size um, or height for that's a WNBA player. That's something I wanted to, to ask is what are some of the main differences of the WNBA as far as like size and like maybe pace wise that, uh, that a casual person wouldn't be aware of uh, ahead of time? So in, for centers in the NBA, you think of like seven foot is like the average, but sure. like there's not a lot of seven foot uh, women sure. um, in the WNBA. Um, I'm looking up how tall Brittany Griner is because I think she's um, the tall tallest WNBA player da, 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 da. also she's from Houston okay she's 6'8 and I know Liz Cambage is also 6'8 so I think that's sure. like the tallest player so 6'4 is, is pretty tall sure. um, most of the guards are like 5'10 or something they're not like that much shorter than like NBA guard it's just like the, the range is, is right. smaller sure, that there's more sense. post play as well it's, it's more it's not like it's not like the two bigs it, it's it's mm-hmm. still it, it's developing um like a little differently than the the nba is like the nba usually have like just one big nowadays but in like the mid 2000s or 2010 ish i think still you had teams that were running out too big so there's a lot more post play a lot more um ball movement less less iso hero ball stuff um right. in the nba that's the thing that I find is so interesting is like, you know, the, the criticism I heard of the WNBA is just like, it's just like, Oh, it's just not as explosive as, as I'm like, well, if the only thing you're looking for is just freak athleticism and nothing else, then like, yeah, you're not, you're probably not going to enjoy the WNBA. But if you like watching someone like Luca play, which Mm -hmm. as much as I love that boy, as much as I'm so happy, I share part of his name. He is not a freak athlete. Like he, like there's a lot of times he makes moves on the court that, like I said, that remind me of Larry Bird in the sense that he's not particularly faster or more explosive, but he just knows where to go and just gets the ball where it needs to go. And it makes a great basketball play, which is something I think the, the, the NBA can use more of is just guys that are just making smarter plays. And that's mm-hmm. where you're seeing guys like Jokic just, you know, that, just look like a gigantic fat eighth grader, but he's just amazing <laughs> at getting, just getting the ball to where it needs to go. So that's exactly uh, what he looks like. Gosh, <laughs> it's, it's so on point. Well, not right now though. He's, he's yeah, slimmed down a little bit. Yeah, he, he is slim. slim he's slim yeah. thick now. Yeah, slim thick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is different from skinny fat. I have heard. I have heard that. It is, that it is, is very uh, different. Yeah, it is different. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the wing. The wings are fun. They are. They're young. Um, there are three rookies. Um, Satu Sabli is the main one. Uh, Bella Allery, I think she was the fifth overall pick. Um, yeah, she's out of Princeton. She's a power forward. Um, got some defensive versatility, can shoot threes. Um, has a really solid post offense. Um, and then Tayasha Harris, who is out of South Carolina. Um, her they've, they've got two legit point guards. Um, and so they're basically doing – I forgot which, which two players it was that – that Rick Carlisle did the thing where he like mirrored their minutes of like, they would play together. Um, sure. I don't remember who it is, but they're doing that like exactly to a, to a T. So Ty- whenever Mariah Jefferson is uh, on the floor, um, Tayasha Harris is not, and then vice versa. So they've always got Very one, cool. one good point guard um, running the show. 
Excellent. Well, I will definitely be watching some more Dallas Wings basketball uh, for certain because uh, God knows it's better than the MLB. So uh, either way, so we, we won't talk uh, the Texas Strangers right now. Hey, guys, just wanted to remind you that Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering expert. Hey, men, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, and the water-resistant technology allows you to even shave in the shower. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. All right, Ruben, I heard we got some questions we do. We got some questions. So we actually got a shit ton of questions, probably because, you know, the NBA is back officially. So we are and a I bit more relevant now. I know we're probably going to get more <laughs> questions going forward. Um, oh, wait. Again, guys, if you guys send questions that are about the same, I'm just going to combine them. Uh, sure. It didn't happen this week, but I think going forward, we're just going to, you know, shout out both people who asked basically the same question. Hey, Ruben, real quick, can you yes. shout out everybody? We had the most listens, something or other. Didn't we have like the most listens oh. or most downloads in a month, something like that? So yeah, so actually, guys, we uh, we broke our record um, with since we joined Armchair with uh, the most downloads we've had in a month. Um, a lot of that's obviously because the NBA is back. NBA was coming back. NBA is here now. Um, we really appreciate every single one of you guys. Who download? We've had downloads from China, <laughs> from Canada, um, definitely Slovenia, Germany, um, Croatia. It's a bunch of random spots, France. You know, so uh, thank you guys very much for you know listening to us and joining us and you know engaging with us too on Twitter. Like I know this week, uh, this weekend, uh, Tim, who isn't on, uh, really did a lot of engagement stuff on the on our on the uh, Twitter account. Uh, the underscore MFFLs, um, you know, just getting to talk to you guys and getting to know you guys more and just keep doing what you guys are doing, man. Like, we really appreciate you guys. Shout out the world. The world, the entire world. <laughs> so, I was getting some questions, guys. So, first question comes from Lane, our good bud Lane. He asks, what's something that you are proud, proud of yet, proud of yet haven't really had a chance to talk about? So I'm going to go first. Uh, I think the person in this like this chat that will appreciate this is Bryce. <laughs> um, I'm super proud that uh, the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, in my road the show, are have gone back to back to back to back in World Series titles. <laughs> so proud of you. Because of me. <laughs> because mm-hmm. of my player. It's something that I don't talk about often like on any of my Twitter accounts. Uh, because no one cares <laughs> so for like, like two people. <laughs> like I'll text Bryce. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, but uh, Dude, no, it's, I, it's I get upset because like the Rangers, like in my road of the show, yeah, we're we're talking about two different road of the show players. So, so okay, okay. I was, um, so this is all video games. I was just yeah, 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 no, yeah, I was like, so the, what the, you're saying is false. The, the, <laughs> the fake Rangers traded for Fernando Tatis, who at this point is the best player in baseball, like in this 2024 simulation. But like, 
it's like a month into the season, he's hitting like 110 or something. And I'm like, that that's not how this works. He's supposed to be good. Stop making him be bad. Like, stop it. That, I've had that same problem with 2K where I will just like get a player that just has like something where it's just like they hit the right potential and it's just like, uh, I will just love that player unconditionally. It's like, no guys, Grievous Vasquez is going to be really good like because he just happened to be good on 2K or something. <laughs> uh, does, anyone else, does anyone have anything to share for this one? Grant, no. not proud of anything. Um, proud of me. Oh, I got my I got oh, my tenth wow. online uh, NASCAR Heat Five win last night. I got my seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth win. Nicely done, wow, dude. Shit, very nice. A little run right there. Well, uh, a a personal thing for me. Uh, I just moved into my first, like my own apartment. It's the first time that I have been approved for a lease without a cosign. So I got Hell to yeah, check dude. that off the bucket list. So that's nice. Yes. Yeah. Say, uh, I, ATX, what's up? I'm I'm proud of the. Uh, I've had a couple of things that I wrote on like Sunday night when I was working for the news. And um, one of them was that really good uh, wings piece about uh, Greg Bibb and arguing with, with Ted Cruz. And I got to talk about Ted Cruz's testicular fortitude in a real <laughs> article. So that was nice. And then this other like thing that I wrote that was real quick about um, Zeke Elliott giving uh, shoes and equipment to South Oak Cliffs uh, football team. Uh, that made it on the front page of like the actual morning news website. Look so at like, this guy. Yeah. Look at a real movie. hero, a real human being. Bryce Patrick. <laughs> uh, see, next question comes from James, of course. Oh, God. James. Not, it's not too bad, I don't think. It's more of a tongue twister. Uh, oh, that's right. How many lows could Rob Lowe rob if Rob Lowe could rob lows? It's pretty good. Seven. <laughs> Seven, just throwing a number out there. <laughs> and Perkins. <laughs> and Perkins. And Perkins. I think he could get away with one. <laughs> He's very handsome and very charming. I think he could get away with seven. I was thinking like, about... You know what? Here you go, Rob Lowe. Just take whatever you want. Your name how is many Lowe. lows could Rob Lowe buy? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take up. Yeah, how much? Yeah, how much does a, a Lowe's franchise cost? I mean, like, it's got to be huge, right? Cause Do it's the research like, grant. I don't know. Maybe the <laughs> I bet the prices are pretty low. Oh, oh. There you go. we've now reached an all-time low here out of the Bison's <laughs> Pod. So, right, thank you, see. James. I don't Next know. What all, I don't know an all-time low song. Otherwise, I would have referenced it there. Oh, dude, I was uh, thinking. Uh, I was like, we should start a pop. Maria me in, just, <laughs> But I don't know if Rob Lowe has like an iconic, like character that you could dress up as like how would you go to a ha- halloween party dressed as chris rob Tra- lowe just be chris Traeger, be like super positive and like, yeah. have like running yeah. stuff <laughs> totally yeah you have to be, be in shape and like very <laughs> handsome which neither yeah, of those things no. am i gonna do yeah i was just like uh, so we're out <laughs> okay got it <laughs> right, let's see next question comes from emils i hope i'm saying your name right dude um emil says emil says what do you think of the nba's bubble in orlando have you done a good job? And do you think there's anything they should work on? Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's been a great thing so far. Um, they've proven that if you wear masks and social distance, you know, they, and frequently test and frequently test, like, you know, they can, uh, you and know, MLB. yeah, yeah MLB <laughs> and the world and the U S but, uh, you know, they've proven if you do all that, that think good things can happen and people can play basketball and stuff like that um the only thing i wish they wouldn't work on is that i wish they would call me about being a fan on those screens 
I'm awaiting that call. I've signed up and I want to be on so bad because I want to test my theory about um, what happens if you throw up a middle finger. I want to see if they like so you, you, <laughs> you are asking explicitly to violate their terms and policies. I love this. I just want to, good. I just want to see if they'll find it. You know, like I saw like Dirk. I saw Dirk was in a, you know, was in a game the other day. Like a cutout. It wasn't Dirk actually was Dirk. I think it was just a picture of Dirk. I know it was a cutout, but you know, just like I saw Dirk. Like was multiple there. cutouts. No, so like Dirk. Oh, I, I, I was saw Dirk. Uh, yeah, that's just how slow he is now. Um, just Dirk and you know. 2005 jersey yeah <laughs> i have uh i have one main issue with the bubble it's that there was a quadruple header on espn and stan van gundy called multiple games <laughs> get him off my television make it He's stop good. i like no. stan van gundy <laughs> no you know Wait, who no, I like think jeff, no no jeff no jeff jeff van gundy excuse right. me stan van gundy is a gosh darn delight and i love yes. him I will jeff say- van gundy can <laughs> shut up and not and keep shutting up for forever I am so sick of everything he has to say. But like, even when he makes good points and has like insightful things, I'm like, I it's hate annoying. you so much <laughs> that I don't even appreciate this thing that you're doing. And you know, it's just like Mike Breen is a delight. He is a treasure. He is mm-hmm. absolutely deserving of being the lead on like ESPN broadcasts and in the finals. Like sure. when he says "bang," I feel it in my soul. Yes. But like him and uh, Mark. Uh, Jackson, Jackson. Yeah. uh like Mike Breen or not Mike Breen uh gosh van whatever gundy. whatever van gundy and and Je- and Jackson like just ruin everything good that he does and it makes me so sad that Dor- Doris Burke is right there she's right there she's so good just put she, her on the main broadcast she's so entertaining and like the thing that i think that makes doris burke that much better is when she like she'll just like stumble upon some subject where she goes like you know i'm not really sure but this is what i think like she still like adds insight to things as opposed to to van gundy that he just he has espn disease where it's like i'm gonna say a thing that i think isn't being talked about and consider it insightful you know i really think that that paul george is is has become underrated i'm like he was third in mvp voting last year how is that underrated asshole like <laughs> and it's it it, i'm not gonna a, lie it's because he was a houston coach and i will just never you know i just <laughs> he's just so it, the one thing that like really like just set me over the edge on him was um oh gosh it was when when DeAndre Jordan came like his first game, like against the Mavs in Dallas after mm-hmm. he like spurned the thing. And it was right in the middle of like, there was also the Greg Hardy thing going on. It was like, you know what? Dallas fans are like terrible. Like they'll cheer for Greg Hardy who like is a domestic abuser, but they'll boo DeAndre Jordan for not signing with their team. I'm like, what? What I think is that? Also like, like he went off for like the whole game on it. It was <laughs> so awful. Well, it's also just like, it's a little different in football where you just want to see your team do well, but like, yeah, if we want to talk about the differences of like how ethically questionable the NFL is versus the NBA, those are two completely different conversations. And it's also like, not all Mavs fans are Cowboys fans. And also like not all of them are cheering Greg Hardy. Right. And like, yes, they're allowed to boo this guy who was an a-hole and like was stupid in the way he went about like allegedly I'm going to sign with you guys. And then just out of nowhere, I'm going to lock myself in a house and be a petulant six-year-old and take (laughs) pictures of the chair against the door and say that Mark Cuban is driving around frantic around the city of Houston, trying to call like, no, like 
they're allowed to boo him. Yeah, and but, uh, he also sucked while he was here, so they're allowed to boo him double. But also, like, which cheers are for Greg Hardy? You know what I mean? Like, like it's not like someone's just like, and now starting. Like, it's like that's just anyways different thing. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The bubble's been great. I, I, I'm every time I watch NBA basketball, I'm like, I'm just so thankful this is here. And considering the different options and watching all of yeah. these sporting events that are in empty stadiums, this is the best way we could have hoped for it. So, thanks for the question, uh, Emils. Yeah, Grant, do you have a Grant? Do you have anything to add? Uh, so there's way there's way too much like sliding around. I don't know what's on the courts, but everyone's falling and everyone's sliding, and it scares yes. the shit out of me. Yes. Okay, yeah. Other That's than true, that, yeah. no, it's yeah. perfect. That's true. Also, TJ right, Warren dropped 54 in, a, in an NBA game. On four free throws. A good team. Wow. Four free throws. Four. For, that's crazy, dude. He hit I nine threes. He hit nine threes. The dude could not hit threes like two years ago. He was like just elite, like mid range, and like now he hits threes and hit. The nine Suns gave up. The Suns gave up one. money for him, bro. Like that was it. That was nuts. Oh, and now man. he's like very good at basketball. Wow. All right. He's good the Pacers' leading scorer. I mentioned that last week. Pacers' leading scorer. <laughs> yeah, he did. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Next question comes from Jedi Master Shea. And he asked, and I think that we should make this a group thing. And I'm actually going to make a timer. I'm going to pull up a timer so we can do this. Oh, man. Professional. Yeah. Because, no, well, because I want to see, I don't know if you guys read the question, but you want to see how many U.S. states can we uh, name? So Kansas City. So I'm going to put a minute. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm going to put a minute on here. Oh, God. I'm going to put a minute oh, on here. And I'm going to ready. Are we just going gonna... to all shout it out? <laughs> no, we're gonna, I'm going to try to roundtable it as much as possible. But uh, Okay. So. But who's be, starting then? Yeah, who's starting? I'll start. Okay, so You're I'll ready? go next. You're gonna name all the easy ones. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, me, Don, Bryce, and then Grant. Okay. <laughs> so just go name, just name one and go on, right? Right. Okay. Texas. California. Oklahoma. Idaho. Missouri. Massachusetts. New Hampshire. Iowa. <laughs> Wyoming. Washington. Illinois. Alaska. Shout out Edmund. <laughs> uh, uh, Ohio. Florida. Hawaii. Uh, there are more. Uh, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Vermont. New Mexico. Rhode Island. Maryland. Oh, God, it's getting hard now. Uh, do we say Arizona yet? No. No. Okay, cool. Connecticut. Colorado. Delaware. <laughs> oh. God damn it. The first um, state. Um, Wisconsin. Uh, North Dakota. Oregon. Oh, timer. There we South, go. South Dakota. <laughs> timer, oh. timer, timer. I don't think we've got any of the Carolinas. That I think or oh, what do you think of the Carolinas? God damn, I'm sorry. How did I not say Alabama? What's wrong with yeah, you? If you're not listening, I'm sorry. I freaking live there. <laughs> I mean, one, two, three, four, five. We named like 26, so half of them. That's pretty good. In a minute. Yeah, that's like, that's like just under, you know, two we seconds. I think one. we would have gotten it. Yeah. Yeah, if we actually time, yeah, I just wanted to time it. If Ruben uh, hadn't taken a sweet time on every answer. Stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so smart. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. We're yeah, so try smart. finding Wyoming on a map. I can never do it. It's like it's... top left to the right-ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like under Montana. That's where I, it is. It's, I need to take uh, directions from Grant next time I'm on vacation. Hold yeah, on. Just, just go top uh, left. <laughs> there we go. Uh, 
Oh, there's a map behind yeah. us. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's under, oh it's under Montana. God, dude. Yeah, I was cheating. Y'all didn't see that? I was <laughs> but they, can you actually like read the states or whatever? No, absolutely no. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, what the hell, guys? All right, hold on. It's also backwards on your screen, so or at least online. I don't know. I like Florida mainly because it looks like we're peeing on Cuba. <laughs> uh, let's see. Wow. Next question comes from... Uh, this question comes from Michael. Michael asks, at this point it seems that they were playing the Clippers, but if you had to pick a first-round opponent between Houston, Denver, Utah, or OKC, who would it be? I'm going to let you guys answer this one. Utah, Corona's Avenge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Utah definitely looks the worst out of all those teams. Yeah, but, and uh, it'd be with, so fun to play Denver without but, Bogdanovich. Like, yeah. they're they're just a much worse team. They don't have the shooting. They're just yeah. It feels like they're like two players light. Yeah, he completely changed their offense this season. Mm-hmm. So cool. now so it's just saw. back to like the stalling offense that they had the last two years. Right. That was actually a fun game. It's like, how do you say your name as if it's Bogdan Bogdanovich? So, for example, uh, I would be <laughs> Don 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 Bogdanovich. Something like that. Don 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 Donovich. Don Donovich. Yeah. I like this game, but his name is Boyan. 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 Forgive me. Sorry. I was. Uh, but the joke was, I I accidentally called him Boyan Boyanovich. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Shout out G Pong. Uh... <laughs> All right. We are now see. bloops and hefeweizens. Bloops. And so, yeah, hefeweizens. I think I think Utah is the you know unanimous choice here uh, yeah. between everybody. So. I don't like I don't like the Denver. I really like Bull Bull. I think he's really good. Also, God, but like I so do good. want someone to just like jam on Michael Porter Jr.'s face. Mm. Like he's always he's always had like kind of a hateable face. Like he's got that kind of like smug douchey look. <laughs> and now that he's like a vaccine truther, I'm like someone just destroy that kid. Also, well, he also tweeted Blue Lives Matter, and he uh, he. He did something else. Oh, he like crapped on. He said Luka was gonna be super overrated. Like, oh yeah, well, I mean, stuff. that was nothing. like, that's not like a real issue. Well, he did like the COVID thing, right? He was like, oh, it's not. Yeah, real. no, he was like talking about like I've never yeah. been vaccinated and like it, vaccines or give you whatever. But college is required to be vaccinated. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I I will say like there's something it's about just, Michael Porter Jr. that just screams MTV reality show, it really which makes does. me which makes me hate him even more. Yeah, um, but in all honesty, I hope someone like pulls him aside has a genuine conversation like look you're being an idiot like this is science this is people's lives like if you're a vaccine truther don't science go look up some actual science you know why we're having this it's because we don't have a vaccine like that's why we are in a pandemic why you haven't seen your friends and or you shouldn't have seen your friends in like six months like, and i haven't seen makes, you guys in makes me <laughs> makes me makes me wish that uh cat was at the bubble because that's exactly who should dunk on michael porter jr because his, his mom passed due to coronavirus uh, complications yeah. so it's yeah. like hey you know you know this is all a hoax i could i would like to see my mom again that's not happening yeah, and that's that's yeah. the thing that, that that pisses me off about this entire thing sorry to go on this tangent but basically like no, no. you know there's yeah. it's one thing for some people to like, it's just the common cold i'm like for a lot of people yeah that's what that is uh, i currently have a coworker that's on month two of uh not being able to take care of her kid okay that's not a hoax she's not doing yeah. that because it's fun she's not doing that because um this virus is nothing it's like there's there's just so many different variables of what this thing can do and we haven't figured it out yet and it's like so wear your goddamn mask and you know quit your coughing hands. yeah quit coughing <laughs> on people anyways yeah. sorry yeah to... take your vaccines because there's some people who can't and right. they need herd immunity 
aka everyone who's healthy and can have vaccines to be vaccinated. Right. So what I would like for everyone is to have Colin Cowherd and Rudy. I couldn't say that word correctly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Dumb question. Next question. Next question. All right. See, uh, I love that we turned like, who did the Mavs, who do we want the Mavs to play into like, dunking on vaccine truthers the second the second that you brought up the second someone brought up uh michael porter michael porter jr bro that was it i was like fuck here we go okay (laughs) next question next question comes from tyler adams tyler adams says with focus on everyone and fan base on a third star why is there no mention of securing a lockdown defender via trade slash free agency it's less sexy to talk about yeah Uh, i disagree disagree tyler uh you know that i have been longing for a uh, defensive anything on the mavs for the last like 15 years so i mean they have dorian but it's not enough oh yes right. it's not tim hardaway jr is an adequate defender but i mean we have yeah. the lebron slayer and jj Berea, but he can You're only do right. so much yeah he's yeah. only really great at defending the post though right <laughs> absolutely yeah his blocking ability insane but yeah, the Mavs, uh, Mavs philosophy on defense this year has been uh, why defense win yeah. offense. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but I mean, like, it's that's, true, a, like, that's a fun defensive strategy, though. Very fun. <laughs> hey, man, I love 150 points in a game. It's a good day. Same. <laughs> I mean, you know, 150 I think, points in a loss. Yeah. Oh, God, okay. Anyway. So, no, but I, you know, I do think it's like just because it's just not sexy to talk about. And, you know, it is something that we probably do need to look into in freedom or trade. Uh, it's also, uh, you know, sorry, I, th- I think like getting third star is like perfect rumor mill fodder. What's not is normally like good basketball sense uh, personnel trades. Like that's usually not like, we'll talk about that. We definitely want, want to have those conversations, but you know, your casual Mavs fan is just, who's another player I could get super excited about. That's going to be obvious how good they are. So let's get Bradley Beal here or let's get, you know, so those, let's, let's get Giannis so, here. Giannis. Giannis, forget it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's just so annoying to have those conversations. I can't even have those conversations with people because they're like, what if we trade, like, uh, I don't know, Justin Jackson for Bradley Beal? Why wouldn't the, the Wizards? Do- like, <laughs> like, it's just the trade packages are never, like, reasonable. Or they, like, go too far. It's like, what if we trade Luca and Chris Jobs for Bradley Beal? Would that be enough to get him here? Like, yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Wizards would do that. You think they would... You think they'd pitch in John Wall, too? <laughs> eh, I don't know. Okay, let's so. see. Next question. So, he's a bad mofo asked two questions. Okay. Um, so, the first one that we're going to cover is what is, go- what is it going to take for Luca to be a consistent free-throw shooter? Practice. Dirk's going to have to <laughs> yell at him. Some sort of uh, wizard's blessing. Um, some sort of magical spell, perhaps. Um, we haven't we haven't ruled out conjuring. Maybe we could just mm-hmm. you know find a way of possessing his hands during a free throw. I don't know. To... We, we haven't we haven't explored all the options yet. I I I have actually a serious. I think someone needs to like challenge him competitively. Like because that's mm. like that we've seen like in moments where like he when he wants something really badly he will go get it and make it happen. Like, I got it. I've once got he, it. I've got once it. he got so that sorry. switch on uh, on Harden, like he's like I'm gonna make this shot. So like maybe if like I don't know. 
Let's He's... promise him Fortnite skins if he increases his free throws. <laughs> <laughs> <Some V-bucks. laughs> like we'll we'll we'll, we'll pay for all of his microtransactions on Fortnite if he starts oh making God. his free throws. We'll we'll start a As GoFundMe. A contra- no, Mark Cuban will pay for his 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 stuff. I know, I know. <laughs> that's but... a contract bonus. Write yes, that into his contract day. bonus. Yeah, you get unlimited in skins in Fortnite or whatever. <laughs> I don't lock know what him, Fortnite is. <laughs> lock him in a dark, uh, dark gym with with Don, and promise him Fortnite skins, and I guarantee you. He'll be <laughs> How, have you have you been reading my fan fiction of me locking Luca in my no, dark room talking about read. Fortnite? I can't read. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. So he also asks. Um, this is a good one, actually. I think I like this one a lot. Is Carlisle afraid of restraining Luca? I mean, at critical times, Luca seems to be out of control, turning the ball over. With mental breakdowns and bad shot selection, how will he discipline Luca to help him be a smarter slash wiser shot taker and ball controller? I think part of that is when it comes to being a good coach and coaching someone as young as Luca, sometimes letting him fuck up is what's going to make him the better player long term. And so that's really what's go- like, so as much as we like to think you made a turnover your ass is on the bench it's like no like he'll give that scolding dad look at luca but it's also like that that's how you learn that's what you need those reps like you know we can't anticipate championship in year two as much as i'm very much pulling for it and rooting for it but that's what happens to a natural player's progression is they gotta suck in certain points and they need to know what they need to improve on rather than just be like well i'm great at everything now also, yeah. the bar for Luca has been set so, and like, also, oh, yeah. like, that's what Rick Harlow has done in the past, and it is like, to the like the detriment of players a lot of times. Like, totally, he, he always had a very tough time like letting the reins go. Like, even when Jason Kidd got here, like, he still had trouble letting a guy who was yeah. who's going to be a Hall of Famer, like, letting him just like run the offense as opposed to like micromanaging and calling a bunch of plays and like, um, that's why he hasn't done well with like young players traditionally. He's gotten much better about that. That's a huge credit to him for guys who are such like basketball geniuses to like let the reins go a little bit is very tough. And like he recognized very early on um, that like Luca is very smart. And also he's still like 21. Like he is, (laughs) he's so young and he put up a 28 point triple double (laughs) and everyone's like, wow, Luca, you suck ass so much. (laughs) Like that's, that's what the bar has become. Yeah. All right, let's see. Next question. That was a good question for him. Let's yeah, see. great question, bud. Yeah. Next question comes from Tyler Edsel. Uh, Tyler asks, and this is for Grant mostly, because I know Grant is – yeah, he just turned around. <laughs> <laughs> um, can KP average more points per game than Luca in these eight games? Uh, yes, especially if he keeps just lighting it up from the first – first quarter every single game absolutely he can i think it's 11 free throws yeah yeah um i mean he can but that's only because you ask porzingis to do two things on the court protect the rim and shoot the ball uh you ask luca to do a lot more and porzingis has looked amazing from uh you know he's been he's been posting up fading away he's been doing it all so i mean i think i think he could easily average more in the first eight games but seeing I mean, a seven footer pull off a mid range one foot fade away just brought a tear to my eye. It was, uh, especially so Dirk, you can't really see because so Dirk shoots him like this, mm-hmm. like Dirk's fading Slanted. back like this. Porzingis yeah. is like this, yeah, when he shoots back. yeah it's He's definitely like more sideways. horizontal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. 
All right, good question. Let's see. Um, oh, wait, no, that was Okay, here we go. This one comes from uh, Fokey Pokey. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. Did he turn himself around? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Fico Pokey. What, I, what, all right. So he asks, what state would you like to visit the most? Mm. So I'm trying to think of states that I haven't been to yet. State of mind? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'm trying to think of states that I haven't been to yet. Uh, definitely, I think Washington State. Like, just like the general Pacific yeah. Northwest would be super chill to go to. I was going to say Why? Portland, Oregon, but it's a little, probably a little dicey right now. So uh, yeah. Traveling like anywhere right now is dicey. Yeah, tech. that's true. Yeah. But, like, uh, what's there to do in Washington? Just just wondering. It's pretty. Uh, you know, you know um, <laughs> well, a lot of the scenery. So, so you're We're saying all... there's, a lot, there's a lot of green? around Washington? yeah uh, yes okay, okay. It's also, i mean like it's where the twilight films were shot so oh my God. Uh, I, sold. I, I think, to to I think it was all like in washington state it doesn't matter <laughs> i don't know yeah it's in like seattle i think <laughs> i don't know oh yeah i like the to go to washington. twilight guy what yeah. about you guys i'll go to washington with you all right let's do it in like a year from now though yeah. yeah. Oh, Edmund actually lives in Washington now. He doesn't live in Alaska anymore. So that's perfect. Okay. Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been. So, okay, cool. All right, let's see. Next question comes from Justin Barnett. Justin asks, is catching the thunder the only realistic way to move into the sixth seed after last night? Oh, well, this is, yeah, the game. So. The well, uh, game, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, Catching the team in front of you, yes, that's that's how you do that. Oh my gosh! So yes, we're not uh, we're not catching the thunder. If anything, the thunder are moving up. We're catching yeah. the jazz if we catch anybody. Because the thunder, if y'all watch yesterday, look fucking amazing. The jazz looked yeah. like they got really lucky <laughs> against New Orleans, and then you know aren't that and good. New Orleans does not look good, and it's just like I know they're just trying to force some Zion minutes so they can get some return on their investment on all their. They're- timing they've been putting into that's them. literally the whole reason that they have a play-in game it's literally because zion like that's yeah, gonna end up thing it's gonna I end am, up being grizzlies blazers too i am all about zion's rbf right now though like he has just looked absolutely pissed in every cut that goes to him it's like he does that's not like, want to be there i've watched a, yeah, a lot be a of pelicans games um because <laughs> i cover them for well i do social media for them for fox um and they are so bad defensively. It is mm. unreal. And, like, I still can't explain it because they have so many good individual defenders. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, Lonzo Ball is a good defender. Drew Holiday is a very elite defender. Brandon Ingram has shown flashes of being okay. And, like, Zion is a very good defender. And Derek Favors is, is like, the whole difference in their team. Like, their defense is trash in general, with without Derek Favors, it's like anybody can just get anywhere and anything they want on them at any time. Seems more like effort is the issue more than it is like actual skill. Like it's just okay. they're it seems like they're all there like why are we it almost seems like they've quit already and this that's just that's what I've perceived what uh, it is. in spaces. <laughs> that's what it looked like fucked, yesterday. NBA fucked up there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like this is what you get for calling a stupid fucking Pelicans. You could have gone with the New Orleans voodoo. You could have gone with the New Orleans jazz and just taken it from Utah. But uh, no like there is no Pelicans. jazz in Utah. I'm pretty sure that there's like, no music in Utah. I'm pretty sure it's like a sin. 
<laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm so sorry to any of our Mormon listeners. Oh, just kidding. I love you, Mormons. No, uh, so your next question. <laughs> next question comes from Amit. So Amit asks, is it weird to want the Mavs to play the Clippers and tough it out, learn to play different ways, etc., even if it's a sweep rather than the Denver Jazz, in which we will average 130 points per game? But not, but not really forced to do anything differently, and probably still lose the series. Still lose the series, if that makes sense. So basically, is it better for us to play the Clippers or play, um, and like learn through there, like learn trial by fire, or play maybe like a Denver Jazz team and Ooh. maybe do okay, but you know, either win the series or narrowly lose it or something like that. Honestly, I think it might be better to get their crap rocked. I mean, yeah. Like, every young team needs, like, a series like that. Like, the Bulls had it when they came up against the um, the Pistons at the height of their power. The Pistons got it against uh, whatever, the Celtics or whatever. Like, these dynasties, yeah. like, they need series to, like, check them. Like, the Heat needed the series against the Mavs and to, like, help them self-actualize or whatever. Like, every, like, young core, like, needs this. And so... Um, whether it happens like if they even if they do get in the first round and they win like they're gonna get their crap rocked by somebody like totally it'd be nice to have them like win their first playoff series since the title literally since the title they haven't won a playoff series since then they've even been in one since 2016 so either way it's gonna be big like back the last time the Mavs had a playoff game Dirk was still like basically uh, in his prime yeah like, still still very a, a starting NBA player a mobile like yeah <laughs> you know um you know i think that man i think no matter what it's gonna be tough like no matter who you go up against just because we're a young team um would it be better if we like you know got rocked by the clippers i mean i can't really say i think no matter what like if we were to lose i think no matter what like wherever we lose in the split in the final in the playoffs um it's gonna be like a learning experience for the guys and then you know, the front office kind of make some decisions and kind of see like what we need to do and whether we retain these guys going next year or maybe make a few trades to get, you know, players who have a skill set that somehow better complements um, KP and Luca as of right now. You know, it kind of just depends. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think I would rather just, I would rather them fight, you know, I would rather them fight. Uh, so let's see, I think they have a better chance for that against like, jazz or nuggets so i'm all for you know learning from past mistakes and like seeing what that next level needs to be because when i watch the clippers play i'm like that's just a complete dominant basketball team and you know i want to see luca versus paul george and Kawhi. i want to see like i want him to look at that go okay that's where i need to get to in order to be you know considered one of the the best players because i think that's important to him and i think it you know yeah that's what i'd rather see but also i mean hey i think just i just love watching Jokic play so if we're going to play one series and be out i mean i would be happy with either of those what do nice. you think grant or or the mavs could just hear me out just win everything and sweep the bucks in back-to-back finals yeah, so badly that Giannis comes to dallas you know yeah yeah he became yeah, one of them yeah, it's a realistic option. <laughs> what do you, do you have any? Do you have any t- takes, Grant? I agree with Bryce. Let's just win and get Giannis. 
Okay, there we go. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Ahmed. That's awesome, man. That's a good question. Um, Yusuf asks, are we going to make the playoffs? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> we have one day. A, there. a okay. steady <laughs> balance of skepticism here on the Hoops and Half of Bison's podcast. All right. Thank you, Yusuf. Let's see. Okay. Next question comes from Stanley. Stanley asks, do you think our late game struggles are because we rely on Luca too much and put too much pressure on him? Or is it the coaching, i.e. not having Trey Burke in the last, in last night, for example, or just a combination of both? Um, I think it's a combo of both. You know, I think like, you know, there are there are certain aspects where I'm like, hey, like, you know, Boban should have been, or maybe Trey should have been instead of Seth, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, and on top of that, I think like, I think Luca puts too much pressure like on himself a lot of the times, where he's just like, okay, like, I exceeded in like, you know, I exceeded in Spain, you know, like I did really well my first year, like I was hitting all these clutch shots my first year, like, this is a weird, it's a very weird like version of a sophomore slump. Where it's just like <laughs> triple double know, sophomore slump. You know, where it's just like, oh shit, like, you know, I'm doing all awesome things, but I just can't fucking close out games. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's a little both, you know, a little bit of X's and O's on Carlisle's point. And I do think that Luca, maybe not like the team or us as fans, put too much pressure on him, but I think he puts too much pressure on himself in the long run. So I think it kind of comes back to that old, that the earlier question as far as questioning Carlisle taking the reins off of him but really like i don't know it's if you look at it from a coach's perspective you know if this was like desperation like carlisle's playing for his next contract thing maybe he does go the more conservative let's play the veterans route but you know obviously they're here for the long haul they're looking longer term so it's better to develop a young player that is a star already and let him make mistakes and and go over it and grow from it than it is to, you know, trust the ball in Boban's hands so we can get maybe one more win. Like, it's like these, you know, just one win doesn't make a season. And just, you know, it, those series of mistakes and missed opportunities, I think will ultimately lead to long-term success. Bryce Grant? Yes. Sorry, I was just reading. Apparently, Jimmy Butler is having some issue. He missed practice today, and Jay Crowder said something about a quarantine. So I did not hear that question. I was reading. Oh. 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 It's okay. I was just reiterating what I said earlier. I was also I was watching a video of my friend's uh, French bulldog. I'm very glad that we are. Uh, I hope this is not the state of our audience, where even our <laughs> podcast hosts don't. God, I got. This, what I was, I'm saying. I was looking. I was trying to look something up on Twitter, then I forgot because I, I, I got distracted by a good dog. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to break news. No, no, you, no, you. Yeah, <laughs> good looking out there, bud. Well, Stanley, thank you for the question. At least two of us were. <laughs> Y'all also took all the good answers, so sorry. Yeah. I was okay, always planning for my answer to be just yes. <laughs> all right, here's a good one. This is from Amog. Amog, Amog, okay. So he asks, why haven't the Mavs hired Dirk as their free throw coach yet? He's still uh, because they're waiting, for, they're waiting for that uh, Hall of Fame uh, nomination to go through before they hire him. That's, yeah. Also, I think he's just tired, bro. I'd be, if I was playing, <laughs> if I was playing ball for 21 years, bro, I'd be like, fuck this. I just want to. He's, 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 he's supposed to hang out with his kids. 
Yeah, he's too bro. busy pulling Darren Williams out of, uh, or he's the too mud. busy being pulled out of ditches by Darren Williams. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just escalate off roading. That made me so happy. Like saying, I was like, oh my god, Dirk. He's so human. Uh, you know, I mean, he would be a good free throw coach, bro. He is an amazing free thrower. Free throw. He just, he'd be like, so, hey, instead of missing, just freaking make it, you idiots. I did. So just do that. <laughs> Tracks it a million times with Holger yelling right, at let's you. See. All right, let's see. Last question comes from Tony Campos. And this is actually for me, guys. So, <laughs> and speaking of hey, guys. Bye. Like, well, no. Yeah. So speaking well, of, this like, has been the hoops and half of Eisen's podcast. <laughs> Here's Ruben that's gonna just take this one, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, if guys, if you guys have questions for specific, like, you know, members of the podcast, like, you can send them. I don't can't guarantee that we'll be on the pod, but oh, so you we're can all hide mighty with a f- specific shout out. Okay, I see. Where <laughs> gone to his Ruben's head. <laughs> can't so wait till I get a blue check so I can I can keep uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Tony Can a asks, bot get a blue check? No, it cannot. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> so, so Tony asks, what part of Mexico are you from? Nice to see another big-time Mexican Mavs fans. So Tony, soy de Texas, pero mi papá es de San Luis Potosí y mi mamá es de Mérida, en Yucatán. So uh, growing up, um, it was interesting because my those are two very different parts of Mexico, as you know. Uh, San Luis Potosí is more in the mountains, and Mérida is like on the coast um, in the south. Uh, two different, two very different dialects. Actually, growing up, uh, you could kind of hear it. I could kind of hear it growing up between like my grandparents, my mom's side, and my dad. And on top of that, like, so like my Spanish isn't that good, just because um, for a number of reasons, really. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I grew up having a speech impediment, like a speech kind of thing that I had to go to. The, therapy for to get you know figured out there's that um the two dialect thing really messed me up like um there's certain words that my dad would say that my mom had no idea what it meant (laughs) you know um just because it's different dialects and then my grand my grandparents on my mom's side moved here in the 70s well my dad came here in like the 80 like 85 or 86 and so when my when my mom was here like she grew up um, basically American because she was like two years old at the time and uh, my grandfather had a lot of issues like trying to find work at the time and trying to like become assimilated with the culture so when I was born they were like hey like don't teach him Spanish <laughs> because you know I had such a hard time finding you know being okay like being in, being a Mexican in America at the time so uh, yeah you know so my Spanish isn't that well uh, I can definitely translate and type out Spanish a lot better than I can speak it. Uh, I'm so, I'm, I consider myself partly bilingual only because those goddamn future tenses get me every single time. But, uh, <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know, just, it, the rules are, once you get the rules down there, it's a lot more simple than English, but um, I'm gonna keep trying. So thanks for the question, man. Right on. Dude, I'm uh, from the Dallas part of Mexico. <laughs> In case you were asking. Yes. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, Just to throw a, a, a oh, wrench right. in the gears. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are sputtering to a halt. Uh, this 
Guys, thank you so much. Shout out to all of our, our G-Pong brethren and sisterin. Uh, you guys make Twitter so much better. Uh, shout out to all of our MFFLs out there. Thank you, everyone that sent a question. We greatly appreciate it. We want to get more uh, listeners actually on the pod. We'll be reaching out for that sooner than later. Uh, Grant, you've been doing some awesome, awesome videos. Tell us about it. Oh, yes. I've been doing awesome videos for the MFFL's YouTube uh, episode six of a show about basketball will be made today. Hopefully it'll be out tonight as well. Um, but enough about that. Happy birthday, Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, we buried the lead. Oh. <laughs> buried it. Ah. Seven foot three underground. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Kristaps deserves some sort of cathedral tomb whenever he does pass. Uh, mm. Mainly out of uh, space. Yeah, space, <laughs> space requirements. Yeah, not, not so much uh, for ritual purposes. Anyways, I don't want to talk about burying our best players. Uh, this is literally burying the lead, uh, and I don't want to go down that path. Uh, we're super excited about... Uh, regular season, but we're also excited about playoff Mavs basketball. It's going to be a fun time. It's so good talking actual hoops with you guys. It's been a uh, small dose of normalcy that I have desperately needed. And thank you everybody in the Mavs community that is helping us do that uh, and being a part of that. Uh, the the Mavs family community, what have you, uh, has been a one of the few good parts of the internet. So thank you very much. Uh, we are you can follow us at, at the underscore MFFLs account. Uh, if you're going to be asking questions, be sure to follow Ruben at Reddit Mavs. We've got Edmund the Slayer. That would be Grant. Find him on Twitter. He's also are you still Donnie Nelson's burner account? Yes, sir. Always. Okay, good to know. Uh, and then, of course, our editor-in-chief, uh, at Bryce Paterick. 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 Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm, I have been off on names all day. Like You're fired. I'm, I'm fired. It doesn't help that I have, like, ten names. So that's, sorry, Bryce. That's, yeah, that's Bryce. Yeah. So, I, I blame Grant. Paterick. <laughs> forgive me. So, regardless, he does he does actual journalism and very and he's very good at it so please read all of his stuff uh we'll be having more articles on the mffl's website soon enough uh you can find me at don underscore denim like the pants but spelled differently this has been the hoops and hefeweizens podcast have a good rest of the day go mavericks there you guys that's you say how homie this is awesome